right, so we're going to start this episode with a weather update to check on the status of our co-host, Amanda, to make sure whether she, if she is uh, okay or still buried under 10 feet of snow. Amanda? I'm okay. Yeah. We only have like a foot now because it's like 50 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, 10 degrees Celsius today, which is ridiculously nice. So um, it's melting a lot, which is good. And so well, you, you have been outside. You have been outside. Yeah, I ventured out a lot this weekend. I'm fine. Did you need Ovechkin to come and uh, and shovel you out with his, what was it? With his car or with his snow car? His, he has a snow car. Yeah, he has a snow car. Um, no, thankfully I did not need Ovechkin. Hopefully I will never need Ovechkin in my life. Um, I hope that's not ever anything that I need. Um, no, my neighbor got everybody out because uh, the city never really came. I, w- I mean, the city maybe came and dug us all out, so we all paid my neighbor, and and then he got you out. Yeah, we paid him, and he kind of did our whole street. That's genius, uh, with like a bobcat. Yeah. However, uh, Ovechkin would have done it for free in his snow car, and um, kind of would be cool to have like a little Ovechkin just show up, like a genie, every time something snow or weather related went wrong that like Russians are apt to deal with. He would just like <laughs> appear. That sounds terrifying. I never want Ovechkin to like. It just seems like it seems like something that would hide under your bed. <laughs> the Ovechkin, like a nightmare yeah. uh, ghost or something Ovechkin that people tell. Even me. sounds like a goblin. It does. Oh, that's the awesome. Ovechkins are coming. You be good, or the Ovechkin will come while you're sleeping. <laughs> totally. Oh, it sounds awesome. like a goblin. Oh, but well, I've been enjoying it. I'm a little sad that the snow is melting. I kind of love snow. Oh, that's and, just preposterous. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand. You're sad that the snow is going and you've been buried under a whole lot of it. I mean, I would literally, like, stay. I, I would be happy to just stay inside with eight feet of snow for the whole winter mm. and only go out to go sledding and have snowball fights. I would be fine. No, I love snow. I feel like I was just trapped indoors because I was in this place called the suburbs, and uh, <laughs> and I don't understand how people can do it. But having grown up in um, in Ontario, I think that you are either a snow person or yeah. you're one of those other people. Like I don't understand the concept. People say to me all the time when I say, "Oh, you, you oh you live in Vancouver? Did you go to do you go to Whistler?" And I always say, "No." I don't. I did not move to the warmest part of Canada and go to the coldest part of the warmest part of Canada. I, like preposterous. Preposterous. I I came here to avoid cold at all uh, costs. In fact, I remember going to Whistler because we had a Hawaiian person uh, come visit, and so we had to take her to Whistler so she could see it. And uh, she dealt with it much better than I did. I was unprepared. I was unprepared for snow, but I just don't get. Um, cold snow people. I don't like people who, I don't get people who like snow and I don't get people who, who like cold weather. I'm just, I should, I, I should have been born in the Bahamas and I blame my, I blame my uncle Herb. My parents are South American, right? And so when they moved to Canada, what the hell? Who moves to the coldest part of Canada? And all they did was follow my uncle because apparently they wanted to know people like who, who spoke the same language and stuff. And my uncle had moved um, here and our choices were here or Australia so every time I see what? him, it's like, thanks, Herb. Thanks, Uncle Herb. 
Uh, that should be a meme. Thanks, Herb. Oh, thanks, Herb. Every time something, every time something goes bad, every time something goes bad in Canada, right? Or if like uh, Australia's voted best country in, in instead of us, it's like, yeah, thanks, Herb. Yeah, good day, mate. Yeah, oh no, wait. Like, picture of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a picture of cars that are just giant lumps of snow. With, thanks, Herb. Thanks, Herb. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. I think yeah, snow people and non-snow people. I love a non-snow person, but I am definitely a hardcore snow person. I love it. You are so... Okay. So we seem to be divisive on pretty much every issue. Do we... So I know. Far, I want to know your other preferences because we... I feel like we're so much alike, but like we are different on so many things. I think our core fundament- fundamentals are the same, but when you go to preferences, we, we seem to be um, completely different. So like on the main yeah. topics, like say religion... Are you religious yeah. or not religious? Do you believe in a God or do you not believe in a God? Super religious. No, I was actually raised Catholic and I was actually super religious. Um, I used to go to um, Christian summer camp, like by choice. Um, and I used to go to Bible study and things like that, like three times a week. Um, but now I identify as atheist. So I'm hardcore and not religious. I, uh, I am non-religious as well. I, uh, I grew up in a family... Uruguayans, like Uruguayans and Uruguay are, per, are pretty religious, but um, but at the same time, I don't know if it's something, I don't know if it's all South America or just Uruguay where my parents are from, but they're incredibly liberal. My parents never, ever told me what to think or what to believe. Um, they sent us to a Catholic school because it was closest to our house, which goes just to go show you uh, my laziness is inherited. You know, it's kind of like, forget all this belief stuff. You can believe whatever it is that you want. But that school's closest. We need to drop you off. So that's basically where it is that you're going. So um, so that's what it is that happened there. But no, I'm, I'm agnostic, which means uh, I don't know. And I don't need to pretend. I don't need to pick a side when I don't have enough information one way or another. And honestly, it makes very little difference in the way that I live my life, whether there is one or whether there isn't. So, okay, on that one, we... We seem to be in agreement. Now, I think I've, let's yeah. move on to like in a really important thing. Like, yes, um, there was a meme recently. Like, how, if a dog was to wear pants, oh, no. how would it wear pants? Would it wear pants on all four legs or just the hind legs? No, I like again. These things are absurd. They, they're even what? an option. That's so important because no. Well, I mean, no, even absurd that they, that it's a debate as far as yes, I'm I, concerned because pants. Like, I don't even understand how you would wear them across the top of your... That's like half a onesie. And how it would even how would it even stay on your body? Those pants cover... Uh, and I'm sure you'd have to wear a belt of some kind. But they go across the lower part of their body. And I can't believe there's anyone on team. I don't even know what to describe the other picture well, of the dog. The argument right. is that pants are to go on your legs. So since dogs have four legs, they go on all four legs and not only two. Why would you only put them on two legs when pants are for legs? Because they, they wouldn't stay on. They would just keep falling down. Right. I think there's some kind of belt situation. But, the, but how do you wear a belt across the top of your whole... Because now again, picture yourself as though you were crouched down like a dog and then wearing this outfit thing. There's no way that things... I mean, like, have you ever worn an off-the-shoulder top? As a girl yeah. here, I'm just saying, right? Those things are a bitch to stay on. I don't care how much elastic it is that they have on the shoulders. That's fair. And my thing is, too, pants, I get that they're supposed to cover your legs, but the main reason we wear pants is to cover your butt. Yes. And on the dog, if they're on all four legs, they're not covering your butt. And that is the main point. Your butt needs to be covered by your pants 
that's the whole point. I I mean, some agree. guys my age seem to have an issue with that, and the pants don't cover their butts. <laughs> but that's right. typically, that's the point of the pants. Okay, so so far, it seems like on all the big issues, we are in agreement. Those are right. those are like some of the big issues that are there. Yeah, now, that's the biggest. I'm going to take it a step further because I know that this is an uh, an area that is conten- contentious, but I th- believe that this is something that tells a lot about people. Also, this is uh, this is you know second to the Middle East crisis. This is a big conflict in the world. If something divides people in the universe, avocado loving people versus non avocado or the guacamole the guacano ways versus the guacamoles. I'd say, I think that's a pretty big division. I am firmly in camp guacamole. I love guacamole so much, and I love avocado. I love I, it. No, I put it in my chili. I'm all about the avocado. I I, I can't do avocado. It is slimy, and it turns black almost immediately. Yeah, you have to eat that sucker right away. No, I mean, like, what could be wrong with it? That, uh, like, it just seems like nature is turning on it and decomposing it immediately. I just feel like that has to be No, wrong. because it's too pure for this world. And so if you don't immediately recognize its glory and eat it, then it's like, oh, no, oh. you're not good enough for this avocado. If you don't, too late. Oh, oh, that's such a superfood after all, then, apparently, if it, can't <laughs> stay, <laughs> if it can't stay fresh for more than, like, three minutes at a time before it turns black. Unless, of course, you mix it with, like, tomato... Uh, onion and whatever else goes in guacamole. Guacamole, no okay. way. No, it's too rich. Oh, God. Okay, guacamole. So, all right, we've divided on something. What about Marvel versus DC comics? That I, I'm a nerd. Well, I'm not a nerd, but I hang with a lot of nerds, and I have like a nerd badge. Kind of like an honorary nerd. Like, honorary nerd. Like if you, you know, like how when you go to the airport and there's the elite lounge, but sometimes you don't have the elite lounge yourself, but but the people who are give, get a guest pass and they can bring someone yeah, in. Yeah, you're like a nerd plus one. I'm a nerd plus one. That's exactly what it is <laughs> that I am. So I have opinions, but no one really cares what they are because I don't have the street cred to, put it, to pull it off. <laughs> so I feel like maybe for our listener, since she's apparently from Finland, that maybe I need to kind of let them know who's on uh, Team Marvel and who's on Team DC Comics. So when they're making decisions at home for which team they belong to, they can make an informed decision. I think okay. you need to do that for me because I legitimately have no idea. No? Okay, this I know because this is one of the things that the nerds test you on, and if you don't get it right, then you're not allowed into the club. It's like the secret password. Um, when you knock on the door, it's like name name somebody who's on uh, Team Marvel, or they'll say Jessica Jones, and then you have to say which... Whether she's DC, whether she's Marvel, they don't let you into the club. Jessica Jones is a superhero? Yes, she is. Oh, she sounds yes. like a country singer. She does, right? Or like a, an accountant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, she is. She's a really bad stripper. She is on Team Marvel. So I'm going to go through Team Marvel. Team Marvel is made up of Jessica Jones, now a Netflix show. Highly recommend it. It's not my favorite thing this week. But oh yeah, it's actually really good. In um yeah, and most of them aren't. So this one is actually, it's a pretty decent show. I do recommend it. I'm just not recommending it this week. Luke Cage, who is also on Jessica Jones, but is going to have his own Netflix show. Um, the Beast, Doctor Strange, Storm, Wolverine, Iron Man, Professor X, Hulk, Cyclops, Thor, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Daredevil, Captain America, and Spider-Man. There's your- like everyone that's had a movie recently. Yes. Yes, okay. some of them better than other. Those Spider-Mans, 
I don't know why they kept making more because they weren't all that great <laughs> to begin with. But they it's Bloody. like they won't stop. Okay. And then Team DC Comics, Batman, Cyclone, Superman, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, who's played by... There's going to be an Aquaman movie who's played by the insanely hot guy who was on Game of Thrones, um, who was the Dothraki uh, uh, king guy, who couldn't speak English and something about Moon and Stars. Never mind. The guy was insanely hot. He's insanely I don't hot. know. I, you always tell me these things. I've never watched Game of Thrones. I've never seen Star Wars. I don't know any of the comic book characters. I'm like the worst. Oh my God. I don't know any nerdy stuff. That's not even a division thing. There are people who like a Game of Thrones and then there's evil. And that's all. That is like the only division in the universe right there. I don't even know I what to like say. I look like someone from Game of Thrones. You do. You do. You could pass for multiple characters on Game of Thrones, I think. Yeah, that's all I know about it is that I look like that chick. That Natalie uh, Domer? Yeah, Domer. Domer. Yeah, I hope it's Dormer because Dahmer makes me think of Jeffrey Dahmer. We don't want to go there. No, it's definitely Dormer because it's, I always remember that it's French for sleep or close to French for sleep, which oh, is Dormier. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. It also sounds like Spanish. Yeah, but, there you go. Okay. All right. So DC <laughs> Comics. Okay, that was Aquaman, Harley Quinn, Enchantress, Deadshot, and Killer Croc, who is a man slash killer crocodile-ish in one. Yes. I got to go with Team Marvel. Because, like, Wolverine. A man and a crocodile? I'm going with DC. And plus, Batman is the coolest. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I he doesn't even have any superpowers. That's how badass he is. He doesn't even have any superpowers. And yet, he's still listed with all these superheroes because he's that much of badass. You know, am I the only person who watched uh, Batman and was um, and was rooting for the guy with the, the voice? <laughs> Bane. Bane. Um, I was like Team Bane all the way. All the way. I didn't see that movie. You didn't even see it and you're rooting for Batman? No. What the hell? I just like Batman. Don't hate. Oh my god. Alright. I have to say I did like him in the Lego movie. But uh, that's pretty much where it is that I draw the line. I'm on Team... Also, he has the best like memes. Like, Have you seen Bat Dad? No. Holy crap. You need to go to YouTube and Google Bat Dad. It's the funniest thing. I will. It's Google. just a dad. With a Batman mask on, who just harasses his family. Basically. It's so funny. It <laughs> that actually, me. that actually does sound pretty awesome. See, yeah. yeah. Whereas I, uh, I am on Team Wolverine. I love Wolverine. I have the biggest crush on Wolverine, and it not um, Hugh Jackman. He seems like a lovely human being, but I could care less about Hugh Jackman. But Wolverine, is he homeless? Because, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know what it is I about love him. him. And I'm not even somebody who likes them like uber muscly or whatever, but there is something about Wolverine, bub, that let me tell you, I don't know. And he I has always the get hair. mad. Every time he's in like this ball of fire and, and his, his uh, skin is melting, all of these things happen, but his pants remac- re- remarkably always remain intact. I don't know if <laughs> his pants, there are jeans, but apparently they're made up of this, un- the, of this, uh, flame retardant material whereas nothing that happens to him even though it affects the rest of um his you know skin no it doesn't matter what is happening those pants will not come off pg-13 man not fair my my favorite thing about wolverine is his hair and uh, do you remember ace ventura when um jim carrey (laughs) went to like the mental hospital and he has that hair he has it's exactly like wolverine oh no oh no that's what always reminds me of are you trying to ruin wolverine for me 
Yeah. Oh, also, Wolverine, Canadian. Really? Yes, it, that is true. Are Wolverines, do they have native Wolverines in Canada? Um, I don't know. Is that a thing? I'm not an animal person, so I literally know nothing about animals. Uh, comics, however, <laughs> and, and famous people from Canadians excel at knowing every Canadian person that's famous <laughs> and then bringing it up in any random conversation that has to do with nothing. Like, yeah, I mean, we find ways of bringing it up like that you, that you can't even believe. I will invent famous Canadian people too, but no, but him I know for certain. He is um, he's Canadian. Go Wolverine. Yay. No wonder he's so sexy. But, um, all right, okay, so we've got, we've got that. Again, again, we, uh, contentious. Interesting. Totally. Keeping it on the nerd front, what about vampires versus werewolves? I'm going to add zombies in there. Vampires versus zombies versus werewolves, just to see, because zombies are kind of more popular than both vampires and werewolves right now. I still like werewolves, though. You're, you're on Team Werewolf? Yeah. Any reason? And I know you like werewolves because they look homeless. Yes, but but <laughs> but I want I need a reason. At least I have a reason. I just think they're the most badass ones. I like that. I liked that movie American Werewolf in Paris, and I like that they howl at the moon. Oh, that's true. That is why true. not. That's true. I should say zombies because they're coming out with Pride and Prejudice and zombies. <laughs> I read that book. Me too. That was a great book. I hated it. <laughs> Did you hate it? Yes. So much. Oh no! Well, uh, I don't know. There were so many. It seemed like uh, kind of remakes of that stuff that I find it. I found it a little bit refreshing. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, that was one that I didn't mind. But I have a feeling. Oh God! I, I think it's just going to be a horrible movie. Like it's going to be so bad that I yeah. might have. I mean, to watch I think it. that's kind of the intention, though. Yeah, I know. I might have to watch it's, it. It's but true. but in my, I mean, like as I was reading the book, you're kind of like, oh, this is so bad. It's good. Um, but, no. but in a movie, like if they ruin it with the soundtrack, oh, I'm going to be so depressed. Yeah. That was not my experience. I was reading it and thinking this is so bad. I didn't get to the, oh, it's no. so good part. You were like, uh, you were like 50 shades all the way through it. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. No, I, I was big into vampires when I was younger. Thanks to Anne Rice, who I love. Uh -huh. Um, so I was way into the vampire chronicles, uh, when I was younger but now these new generation vampires, I just find them way too emo. It's like, stop your whining. I mean, come on. You're so sad and depressed. It's like if, I mean, honestly, if we had, if, if Sad Keanu was a vampire on a bench, that'd be a million times worse. Then no one would care because he would just be too emo. Plus you could only <laughs> be on the bench at night because then he would like die, <laughs> which would just make him sadder. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it would make him happy. It seems like that's what the emo kids want. That is that is uh, true. Uh, zombies I just can't get into because they're just too slow. And like, yeah, they're slow. It's just like, ugh, you're so slow. And I mean, how redundant can you be with the brains? We get it. I know. I mean, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't get zombies. Or, I mean, again, I only watched one, one season of uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. So, and everyone tells me I need to get into it and keep on watching because it got a lot better as it went on. But, yeah. So maybe I will because the guys in it do look homeless. So that's right <laughs> up my alley, right? It's a major selling point. But homeless people chased by zombies? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I always wanted to make into a zombie movie? 
Um, you know who I really hate? Pilgrims. If it was Pilgrim huh? versus zombies, or like as they were coming over in the Mayflower, it would be Pilgrims versus shark zombies. That would be awesome. I would watch that actually. Wouldn't you? I, would sh- I mean, anytime you have shark zombies, shark like, zombies are awesome. Hello. I know. I know. I really think it should start off as a video game and then become a movie. I think we're onto something. Call it intellectual property rights right now. Yeah, I know. I re- I do. Before we, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to break the internet with this. Uh, <laughs> with this, I think if the, if it was pilgrims versus shark zombies, then I would absolutely. Because honestly, I don't feel like pilgrims get the hate they they deserve. They deserve yeah, they a lot more hate. Total pricks. What with their spreading disease everywhere and those buckles on the shoes. I mean, <laughs> oh god. Uh, we should give the, the buckles like superpowers that might be able to kill. Maybe they repel the zombies with their ugly hideousness. Or they just deflect things with the buckle on their shoes. That would work too. It could be like, like Wonder Woman with her bracelets. Yeah, right? yeah. It would be like one of those ninja stars, but but uh, pilgrim buckles. Oh my god, I love this. The more we talk about it, the more I'm into this idea. I should start taking notes. <laughs> you should write the book. All right, how about, okay, we're keeping it in the nerd spectrum, but we're making it a tad bit more serious. You're either an Apple person or you're an Android person. Which one are you? Are you an Apple? Yeah, I used to be an Android, and I swore that I would never get an iPhone. I swore that the Android was better, and then I got an iPhone, and I was wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. I'm from Canada, and again, home of the, the Blackberry. See how I brought that in there? Yes. I yeah. loved my BlackBerry. I had a BlackBerry and an Android actually at the same time. Did I had you? two phones because um, I was extremely important back then. And I loved my BlackBerry so much. See, I was never, con- considering it's Canadian, I was never a BlackBerry person. I was a trio. I had a trio. Ugh. And I loved that thing. And uh, <laughs> I only stopped uh, using it because somebody smashed it against the wall and made me buy an iPhone to make me buy an yeah. iPhone. Um but then, at the same time, I'm kind of like, at the time, I wanted to murder this person with my bare hands. And then I was like, oh, now, I'm like, I kind of love you. You did the right thing. You did it like, You did it for me. I didn't know how necessary it was at the time. It was like a in- technology intervention. Because I yeah. held on to that trio one year too, too far, I feel. They had your best interest at heart. They did. They did. They went, and, they went an asshole way about uh, making that point. But I don't think Sometimes I would have listened to anything love, else. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You need people like that in your life, right? Yeah. Who are willing to smash your iPhone, your phone against the wall to uh, to make you do what they want. Hey, that sounds abusive almost a little now that I think about it. Yeah, just disregard that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go with whatever you, you want. You got a little Fifty Shades on us just now. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, huh. Oh, I'm, I'm suddenly reevaluating our whole friendship. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. <laughs> Let's but, move to another super important one. All right. Do you have vanilla a- versus chocolate? Oh, I I'm t- team vanilla all the way, all the way. What? I think vanilla is perfection. It's not. I don't understand the concept that it's boring. Vanilla isn't boring. It's perfect. That's why it pairs well with so many other things, like the Hagen Dazs vanilla ice cream. Or vanilla gelato is like the most beautiful thing on earth. 
But by definition, if it's perfect, then you don't need to add anything to it. So why would it need to pair with things? No, but see, you don't need to. It's perfect all on its own. But then it's so perfect that even if you add things to it, it just keeps getting, it, it keeps adding layers of things to love about it. Your argument is suspect. I'm a chocolate girl. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. All right. I, I love chocolate anything. And chocolate ice cream, I think, is far superior, especially if it's good chocolate. But it's kind of like, okay, you order apple pie. Nobody puts chocolate ice cream on apple pie. I would. You order a brownie. I actually put caramel ice cream on apple pie, and it's the bomb. All right. Okay. But you know what? You know me like, with my ice cream. This is unfair because, again, ice cream is my reason for living, pretty much. It's good. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing, but it would be my favorite thing every week, so it's not even fair to put it on that <laughs> list there. I love it that much. Oh, ice cream. I can't I can't think about you and concentrate and about anything else. So All right. Dogs versus cats. Oh, okay. This is horrible. No, you go first. No, I like both. You like both? I literally have both I have a dog on my right and cats on my left right now. Right now? Right now. Oh, We're all sitting together. Oh, they're remarkably quiet. Yeah, I know. There's, I can literally touch them all. Wait, but I you, am right You have now. a dog and it's not making any noise? Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised he's not snoring. He's literally with me every time we record. <laughs> he's always sitting right next to me. Um, usually he's under the covers. He likes to be under the covers. Um, he's a little bit of a snuggler. No. So, but yeah, he, they're all asleep right now. Well, that's... I, I by nature of my job have never had uh, pets. I was a plant. I am a plant person. I love my plants. I have pictures on my plants uh, of my plants on my phone and I show them to people when they show me their pictures of cats. However, lately, uh, well not lately, over the um, Christmas break, I kind of had an emotional breakdown just due to sheer exhaustion because of so much travel. And um, when I have that mental breakdown, which is usually food related, we'll probably get into that in another uh, episode, my, my massive meltdowns that I have once a year uh, due to exhaustion. But I had one around the Christmas season. And while I was having this emotional kind of crisis that I was having, I watched the movie John Wick starring one of our favorite people, Keanu. And as always, he was very sad. But this time he had good reason because his wife died of cancer. And then when she left him, when she died, she left him a dog, a puppy. It's a beagle. And then, oh. and then the beagle dies. Like, uh, this oh. guy comes and he kills the beagle. And then Keanu does the only thing that would get him off that goddamn bench. He gets off that goddamn bench and then murders literally everyone on Earth in Wait, revenge. Wait, what movie is this? John Wick. It's the best movie ever. Holy crap. Yeah. Basically, he gets off the, the, the bench and seeks vengeance, trying to find the guy who killed his dog, right? Um, and um, and he goes apeshit, and he basically just murders everybody. And it is the best movie I have ever seen, because I fell in love with that beagle hard. I mean, I'm not Beagles even a dog, per- I'm not even an animal person. And I love that dog so much so that I am trying to find a way to get a beagle, and trying to find out like the size of beagle that I can get, that maybe I can put on an airplane and put him in that carry-on bag thing so that he can come with me uh places i've already picked out a name i'm gonna call him hawthorne and then like and then his hockey name will be thorny oh i know i know i know it's so sad because i can know i know it can never be unless i become a normal citizen of humanity and stop traveling so much so you know beagles howl though right 
I have heard that. I have yeah, heard that. It's no joke. Like they howl. Like it's crazy. I don't care. They're so cute. I don't care. I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna do it. I also have to move because um, my building won't allow pets. Then they don't allow barbecues, but that doesn't stop me either, does it? And so. you went from no commitment to like I'm moving. Yeah. To get to get so that I can get a dog. That's me, right? It's all or nothing. I went from I don't even like it. I don't even like animals. My line was like, if you're not going to take care of me when I'm old, then I'm not cleaning your poop. <laughs> That's all there is to it, right? Um, but then, yeah, no, I fell for this dog that that hard, and now my whole for an imaginary dog. Can you right, imagine what I'm going to be for, for a real dog? Yeah. And I am wow, surrounded by cat people. I was going to say obsessive cat people, but I honestly don't think there's any other kind. The thing is, cats are so easy, man. Like, you can leave a cat for like three days, and the cat does not give a crap. You leave a dog for three days, the dog is going to die. The cat's fine. I know, but there's something about the dog and the fact that if you leave it for like a day or two days, it seeks revenge. It just kind of <laughs> makes me like admire it. You know what I mean? It's like you leave that dog for three days and it will find a way to make you pay. You know what I mean? And I like like that. that You get home and they just give you the stink eye. Oh, but stink eye. But I like, it's like you come home and all of a sudden your underwear is destroyed. Like that is revenge, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like that is awesome. I remember once um, I have a friend who his house, uh, he has a room that it locks as the prior owner's tried to change the doorknob thing and they made the door lock on the wrong side so that uh, you, you, unless they were serial killers, they were locking somebody into a room instead of letting you inside lock it so that no one could get in, right? And um, he locked me in that room once and would not let me out. And so it's like, okay, five minutes in, 10 minutes in to being locked in that room. First, you're trying to figure out a way out, right? Like, how can I get out of this situation? The second that I, I was like, you, you look at all your options and you're like, okay, there's no way out of this room. I'm like, all right, how can I make him incredibly sorry he locked me in this room? I'm like, oh, you locked me in a room with um, shoes, all your shoes in it. That was a mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, I believe yeah. I took um, like this thing of honey and then like put honey in all of his shoes, like every <laughs> single one that was there. And it was like, yeah, this is not happening again. This is, this my, is, dog's, my dog's name is Loki. Um, which is the Norse god of mischief, which is super appropriate. Um, but he's never actually chewed anything. He has chewed one thing in his whole life. And I had just bought a brand new pair of like um, little back black slingback mules. And they were super cute. And he ate them before I wore them. No. I'd never worn them and he ate them. That was the only thing he's ever eaten. Was this when he was a puppy? Yeah. And, like, he was that affected by whatever your reaction was that he never did it again. Yeah, he knew. I was like, you got to be kidding. And, yeah, he's, I mean, he's t- he's so bad, but he doesn't really chew anything. That's pretty awesome. I have to say yeah. I was never and locked he doesn't in really bark. Room. He's pretty quiet. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, he's no Snores beagle. Snores really loud. He's no beagle, but I'll, but I'll, uh, I'll consider it in case the beagle situation. No, it's a beagle or nothing at this yeah. point. I'm committed. If you're yeah, if you're going that hardcore, you got to do beagle for, for sure. Look, if if anyone who knows me is listening to this, and I doubt it because it's just me, you, and listener, as we all know. Hey. Um, but if any if anyone was listening, they would be on the floor because no one that ever knows me would ever think that I would have a pet of any kind ever. <laughs> and then they're probably going to call uh, like animal rights as soon as this 
<laughs> zebra, or every beagle uh, breeder in the area, making them not said, tell me one. <laughs> All right. How about another? How about another one here? How about Liam versus Chris Helmsworth? Liam. Damn it! I'm on team Liam. I know Chris is like huge. He's Thor. He's just a giant beast man, and that is not for me. I do not like big, beefy dudes. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, like, um, I love that he's funny and that he's smart and that I love, okay, who doesn't love a guy who loves his wife and loves his kids and seems incredibly family-oriented? That's a huge turn-on. And he seems exactly like that, right? Um, so good for him. I love that. But Liam, he's just moodier. And, um, oh, man, we're so predictable. I'm just in it because he's, like, kind of tall and lanky. And he's the Australian accent is a whole thing. Yeah. But I just like that tall, like, kind of lean body type. That's for me. He's so your type. He is. A hundred percent. He is. Yeah. Yep. Huh. All right. Okay. Morning versus night. Are you a morning huh. person or a night person? I guess I'm a morning person. I wake up at, like, 545 and, <gasps> like. In the morning. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't do caffeine at all. Um, so I just kind of wake up and, you know, I'm generally pretty happy. You wake up at 5.45 uncaffeinated. Yeah. I haven't had caffeine in like five years. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm an animal. No, I don't. I can't even. I don't even. I don't, I. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I don't do caffeine at all or soda or alcohol. Oh, oh my God. This is the way I say to my clients. I'm like, when they give me coffee in the morning, I'm like, this coffee is not for me. This coffee is for you. I'm drinking this coffee for you because you do not want me, for, let alone for eight hours, um, uncaffeinated. I need I need caffeine in the morning because I do not want to be awake. And uh, I just stayed with my, my sister. So it was with niece, Gabby, the eight-year-old, and I had the pleasure of waking her up in the morning. And she is like a zombie. And it was like, ugh, I hate to do this to you, but you have to wake up. And she's like, ugh. And I'm like, I know. It's so warm in there. And it's so cold out here. I don't blame you at all. You have to do it like a Band-Aid. Just, and when the alarm goes off, turn it off, get up, yeah. the end. And if you do that, it's not bad. It's when you hit snooze and you're like, ugh. Then it gets bad. But if you just immediately get up, it's lovely. No, it's not. It's never lovely. That's a <laughs> lie. That's such a lie. It's so true. I swear, it's like ripping off a band-aid. No, if it's dark outside, people should be asleep. That should be the law. It should be the so law. So are you a night person? Because it's dark at night. It's yes. dark right now. I could stay up all night long. Um, but, it, but it definitely when I moved to Vancouver... Something about being on the West Coast now makes me enjoy waking up a lot earlier than I did. I can't sleep in anymore because there's just um, so much I want to get done during the day. It seems like you have so much more time when you wake. Well, you do because you didn't sleep at all. Because <laughs> you didn't sleep it all away. But uh, but no, I love I love like between one a.m. and four a.m. I oh, love like, having long, deep conversations with someone at that time, or I just love everything that happens uh, at that time. I love it because I get drunk dialed at that time. Do you? I probably am the one drunk dialing you. It's my favorite thing. I love getting I dialed. I was notorious for my drunk dialing, and then <laughs> I think it's hilarious because it was almost like we there's like an inside joke that um, New Year's, if we're having a New Year's party, it ends with me locked in a room with a top hat that I'm using to like probably to throw up in 
and and then someone has uh, confiscated my technology, like my phone. And then, like, even drunk, I'm in there going, suckers. Like, you think I only have one, like, you took away my phone, you think that that's locking me off? I have, like, four iPads, <laughs> like, two computers. <laughs> like, you cannot cut me off. I am not a normal person. I will not be. I have Wi-Fi everywhere. Good luck to you. <laughs> Are you, so, since you're a super insane drunk, apparently, no. do you think you're a type A, like, high-strung, intense, aggressive person or are you type B? Okay, well, first let me start off by saying um strangely enough, I don't drink alcohol at all um during summer. Not one drop of it. Um just cuz it's too insane and whatever. And then the um the rest of the time, maybe I'll drink like twice a year. I think I used to drink. No, I have a lot of gay friends. And let me tell you, those guys can drink. They can drink a lot. And so I would try to keep up with them when we went out, but it never it never ended well for me. So I know it, it makes me sound like a raging alcoholic, but I but it's just like I have really good stories from when I am from the times that I am drunk. I'm just not drunk nearly enough for this. Yeah, case. I guess if you're gonna go, go big. Yes, yes, that's I've definitely done that for sure. Oh, that sounded bad, but probably still accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so am I a type A or a type B? I'm a type C. I'm like um, I'm like incredibly organized but only because that level of efficiency enables added on laziness. It like enables me to be lazy when I'm organized. If I'm disorganized, I don't have time to be lazy because I'm too lazy. Uh, I can't appreciate my laziness. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. It does? It does. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Then I'm going with C. All right. I think, I don't really know. I think I'm type A in the sense that I am, a little intense. Um, I'm super organized. I'm really competitive. Um, but I tend to also be kind of laid back about a lot of stuff. Uh Um, like I don't mind change. I kind of roll with things really easily. Um, and I can definitely do the lazy really, really well. I'm really good at making like pillow and blanket nests and just (laughs) kicking it. Um, so I don't know, I guess I'm like a combination, but I would say I'm more a than B probably. No, I'm re- I really am a C. I think I'm equal parts. You know what's weird is that uh, um, I'm very good at creating efficiencies for other people. I'm very, I think my talent is telling other people what to do. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But am I as good as taking those into, uh, like organizing the hell out of somebody else? But will I do it for myself? No, I'm too lazy to do it for myself. But I'm all over. Do- like I will, I will clean my sister's closet. I will take everything out and then put everything back in a particular, like, seasonal order. But would I do that for myself? Very rarely. Very rarely. I'm hyper-organized. Like, my linen closet is insane. (laughs) I have, like, bins for everything. It's like they're organized by type of product. I don't know. It's really insane. Oh, no. You go to, like, that container store and stuff, don't you? Oh, I love the container store. (laughs) <laughs> I feel I'm like so you can only go to the container store if you live in a suburb and I don't live in a suburb and have no way I don't drive so I can't get to a suburb so no containers for me I don't live in the suburbs I live in Baltimore hmm what do you have to drive to the suburbs to get a container yeah, yeah. Totally. there you, you go, go see it's like the yeah. containers are where the the yuppies are uh and like the, and the and the soccer moms but containers yeah. live where they live, and you have to go to where they live to get them. Uh, but I can't get there. I'll go anywhere for containers. 
Yeah. I love that. The only suburban thing I have access to is Costco because they built one in the city. Nice. I know. I know. Thank God. Bulk ketchup for sure. I do need bulk ketchup. Thank you. I'm going to put that on my, I'm going to put that on my list. You need your 37,000 case of Coke. No, I have a, um, uh, what are they called? A soda machine. Oh. So it's like you basically have your own waddles and stuff and you just, um, you can make your own soda uh, or it carbonates all of the, like a bottle of water and then you can either leave it as just carbonated water or you can put whatever stuff it is that you want. But I mean, it's so much cheaper. And it's, uh, you don't have to carry stuff, which is huge. I love, I hate carrying uh, Coke bottles and stuff like that around. And it just felt like always like so much plastic that you were recycling those bottles. I felt like the convenience store guy was judging me and I had to stop. (laughs) And like, now I feel like he is less judgy and likes me more because he thinks I gave up pop, but I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I just got, by the way, an update on my phone, um, that John Scott was named the MVP for the All-Star Game. Oh. I John. almost care. Um, I care. About Did the, you read his article? Well, I care about him. I care yeah. about him. But I hate the All-Star Game. I hate it. I like that they voted him. That's so nice. I, I yeah. I mean, I think he deserves, I did read, so you like the article? It was amazing. Oh my gosh. I was like sobbing, like, like, I don't even know. I'm a crier. So I was like, and I was reading it like in bed, like right before I went to sleep. And so I'm like laying in bed with my phone, like sobbing, reading this hockey story about him and his daughters and they're like oh, them being proud of him. Uh, it was so good. It was so written. And who knew that he was like, he has like an engineering degree and like, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I just to fill in listener in case she's not up to date on what it is that happened. John, Scott wrote an article for the Players Tribune and in it he talks about how um, you know originally when he was voted in as a joke he you know was kind of iffy about it and he didn't really want to do it and when the NHL asked him to kind of dissuade people from getting him to attend he was all over it because he agreed with them that he felt that other people were kind of more uh, deserving um, but when he won he was legitimately excited about it and uh, thought it w- would be like a great opportunity and his teammates were incredibly supportive. And somebody from the NHL contacted him and um, and asked and and asked him not to back out of it and also said to him at one point, do you think your daughters would be proud of you? And he says yeah. that that's where it is that they uh, lost him. And he just went on in the most eloquent way possible to say that absolutely he deserves it because he is one of only a very few people who get to make it in and play in the NHL. And, um, and so he's not just some smuck that they pushed, pulled off the street and, and uh, voted him in. He deserves to be there. Um, and he does. It's just inhuman. How could somebody say that to him? It's just uh, awful, awful, awful. Yeah. And he kind of made, if you listen to the MBSW podcast, he made, uh, Elliot Friedman was on there and he made kind of the same point um, that John Scott ended up making in that article where he is an enforcer kind of player. He's kind of a fighter, but he's an NHL player. He's been in the NHL for years. He managed to stay in the league. And so if for nothing else, that deserves respect. Right. And the fact that he was getting so little respect after giving so much to the sport in the league, like it's disgraceful and people should be ashamed. I, they, they should. I just, 
you know what? I it's I feel like it's the Godfather. Every time I'm out, they pull <laughs> me back in. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm so over you, All Star Game. I'm so over you because I feel like there's this perception out there as though oh the fans were wrong, the NHL was wrong, and it's like no, no. You're all wrong. You just because the NHL sucks does not make you suck any less. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's not a contest. Do you think I said it on the on um, the HCC forum, right? I'm like, yeah, the NHL took your crap and made it into a crap parfait, right? But all right. they had, you gave them the crap to work with right from the beginning. So you don't like. I don't understand. It's not a them or a you. You right. are. As bad as they are, they have just mastered the art of bad. And I think that the reason that I find it so offensive, and I do, I find it unbelievably offensive. And I compare it to, as I like to do, like when you hear women talk about uh, women who refuse to call themselves feminists. Or when you see that Stacey Keach or whatever her name is, talk about how (laughs) black people shouldn't like they should absolve the uh, like get rid of the BET channel you just look at them and I think what they call you is they call you fans I'm a fan that means when you do something like that and people are talking about fans they're talking about me and I am nothing like you 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 bring down the word fan for everybody else what you did makes us all look bad Do you know what I mean? And when you are a group that I belong to and you act awful in a a disgusting kind of way, and honestly, I think what they did was just immoral, right? Um, It just, it really, really bothers me because to play with someone's life like that, and I just don't think that you can get away from the fact, nothing that anyone can say will dissuade me from the fact that if he had not been nominated as a joke, he would probably still be in Phoenix right now playing with the uh, Coyotes. Would he be at the All-Star game? No, but the All-Star game lasts a weekend, right? And, um, and his wife having kids in a place where they've built their home, that lasts quite a bit longer. So I am so glad that he had an amazing weekend and he deserves every single good thing that happens to him. But it does not absolve the people who did bad things from having done bad things in this. And so I didn't watch it, um, and I'm not going to watch any of it, but I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he's had an amazing day. I'm glad he's had an amazing weekend. But I don't know. I don't know. I have had a crazy weekend, so I haven't watched a lot of it. Um, But I've watched enough to see him, like, on the ice and participating. And just the look on his face the whole time is like... The best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. He's so happy to be there. His They keep showing his family in the crowd and all of the um, coverage. And they show his little girl, which, holy cow, she's so cute, I can't oh, even. she is. Yeah. Um, and his wife, who is, like, super pregnant with twins. Um, and they just all look so proud of him and happy to be there. And, you know, kind of like, they know this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And it's incredible that he's there and they're trying to just enjoy every second of it. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's nice to see. It is. It is nice to see. That's why, I mean, I find it baffling that people can think that he's too nice to have deserved for the NHL to treated him that way, but apparently not too nice to be elected as a joke to begin with. Right. And um, one thing that I am glad of, because 
another depressing thing about this whole situation is how there are there are people online, there are um, podcasts and journalists and things like that that I really respected that I've lost a tremendous amount of respect for. I can't get through a podcast of theirs anymore because yeah. it just makes me sad. And I, I mean, even more than angry, it makes me sad. Um, just that because I don't like them anymore. I just don't even, I can't even get through an episode without wanting to turn it off. And yeah, it's one thing to do something kind of shady and kind of, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, not nice. Yeah. And feel bad about it. We've all done things that are not nice and felt bad about them. Um, but it's another thing to do something that's not nice and then use every available excuse to explain why that not nice thing wasn't as bad as people right. are saying it is. Like, just take responsibility and say, you know what? Yeah, like, it did start out as a joke and we were making fun of this guy and it was kind of dick move. And now we realize that and we're sorry and we're glad it ended up so well because... Now we've stopped looking at this person as the joke of the NHL. We see him as an actual human being and we realize what a good guy this is and we feel bad. Just say that. That's it. Yeah, because it, because otherwise, and I think that there are some people on some pat, podcasts that have said that um, and yeah. that have said, okay, I feel bad and guilty, you know, um, once I started hearing other arguments for what it is that's happened because when you don't, when you back it up and you justify it, that means that you would do it again. Right. You're saying you would do it again if you had the choice. Right. Or that you would do it again next year if you had the opportunity again. And I'm sorry, but that just makes you an awful human being. I mean, I mean, maybe it makes you funny uh, to your friends and stuff, but it kind of makes you a really bad human being. Right. And funny at the expense of someone else is, it's just not the right kind of funny. I mean, if that's the kind of funny that you have to resort to, then you're not very funny, frankly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you should be able to make jokes in a different way that doesn't demean someone else if you have an actually decent sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to asks because we are running. We're going to be like the longest podcast ever today. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Um, (laughs) This is my favorite ask. Are you ready? Yes. How can I get my brother's best friend to fall in love with me? Okay, first of all, um, our listener, I feel like we're learning so much about you. (laughs) You know, and um, you know what I found most amazing about this? Because I did see that one beforehand, and uh, I had something written out. I even asked people for their opinions on this matter. And then, um, because she was there, and I thought it would be amusing, I asked Gabby, the eight-year-old. And I had, like, everybody else, all the adults and stuff that I asked, they are like, ooh, um, you should do some like see what kind of interest it is that he likes and try to, um, you know, maybe join a hobby. It is that is something, or maybe you could dress nicer when you're around her. And I asked Gabby and Gabby goes, you just be yourself. And I was like, <laughs> ouch. Oh, Mind I just got blown. schooled by an eight year old. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was painful. But, um, but it is kind of amazing. It is kind of amazing how, uh, she's right. You should be yourself. If um, if he doesn't like that, then um, he is not the person for you. You cannot make someone fall in love with you by trying to pretend to be something that he wants, uh, because you can only be you uh, in the end. Um, however, what was interesting is I said to her, "You have a um, you have a little brother. What if some one of your friends wanted to date your brother? 
when, uh, you know, when you got, you know, and she said, and she said, that's absurd, Auntie La. He's two and they're eight. <laughs> She's like, he still wears pull-ups. Snap out of it. That's what she well, said. I have to teach her about cougars. <laughs> exactly. But then, but then I found, um, okay, well, you look back, that you look, step away from the eight-year-old reaction and the pull-ups comment. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, from an older brother's perspective, that's kind of interesting. You know, with that age gap, he could feel uncomfortable um, with that. I just think when you're involving family and a really close friend of a family, that's an iffy um, territory. It's not just about you. That could be a lifelong friendship that you're kind of messing with with someone else. And so you got to make sure that not only you are really serious about it, but they are really serious because that's not something that you want to kind of um, play around with because it could affect um, a lot of things there. And if it doesn't work out, again, like the like your issue last time with the, your coworker, you know, um, that could get messy pretty quickly. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that uh, hopefully it works out. Maybe maybe you guys fall in love in the long run when he realizes what it is that he has in front of you. And hopefully your brother would be accepting of that. But I don't think um, you should change. Maybe just talk to him and let him know how you feel. Um, and see how that goes. What do you think? Amanda? I totally agree. Because I think if you're anything but who you are, then he's going to figure it out eventually. And either is not going to like it or, you know what I mean? Like, so you might as well just be who you are up front and see what happens. Yeah, how long can you pretend to be someone else? I mean, I read Gone Girl and saw the movie and that didn't, <laughs> and that didn't work out so well. <laughs> so. Yeah, she cried. All right, let's do the next one. Um, what missed opportunity Stanley Cup final would you have liked to have seen? And what I mean by that is take the final four teams left in the playoffs and which matchup did you wish would have happened instead of the teams that went to the Stanley Cup final that year? For example, I wish that in 2013 it would have been Penguins-Hawks instead of Bruins-Hawks. Last year I would have preferred Rangers-Hawks or Bolts-Ducks instead of Hawks-Bolts. What missed opportunity Stanley Cup final would you have wanted? Now, that question um, seems like it would involve research. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something that my uh, type C personality <laughs> <laughs> just does not uh, allow me to do. So I'm going to, I think this is the same year. So I'm going to take your example as my reason, because I really feel that the year that the Leafs lost to the Bruins in game seven with that unbelievable destroyed game. I can't even, and I watched that and I don't, I can't even, there are no words for what happened in that game, but I feel like if they had just won, then the Bruins wouldn't have gone on to play uh, the Pens. We totally would have been able to beat the Leafs and we would have, I think that was the year that we could have gone all the way and we could have won it again. Um, but man, the Bruins. Oh, why the Bruins? So I'm going to go with that one, even though um, really it was the only one I was thinking about. So I didn't really consider anyone else. But there you go. I'm going with that one. And since I can't do that one, I'm going to do uh, the year before, 2012, um, because I was – that's kind of the year that I fell in love with the Phoenix Coyotes, now the Arizona Coyotes, because um, they're just such a damn underdog – Nobody wanted to buy this team. The league owned them. Nobody liked them. They had Paul Bissonnette, who was, like, oh, the yeah. funniest guy ever, um, just coming out with crazy stuff all the time. 
And nobody thought they would do anything. And they went to the Western Conference final. And unfortunately, they got beat that by the Kings, who went to face the Devils and then went on to win the Cup. But I kind of wish Phoenix would have played. I don't even care if they had played New Jersey or the Rangers. It doesn't make much of a difference to me. I just wish Phoenix would have beat out the Kings that year because yeah. I really would have liked to have seen them go to the final. Um, and I still would like that. I really still like the Coyotes a lot. Even after the whole John Scott thing? You know, yeah. Um, I think they handled that really badly, like, obviously. Um, but they're still kind of an underdog team, and they've been really battling it out this year. And, you know, I kind of think they deserve good things a lot less now. Uh, but they're still a fun team to watch. It's a shame, right, that we that um, that there isn't a distinction between the team, the players, the the coaches, and the management. Um, and I mean, everybody makes crap decisions. You know what I mean? Like, I can't hate the whole team yeah. because they did one stupid thing that hopefully they're going to learn from. And the team like, if they, didn't if do they, it. Yeah, if the players it's clear that they it. didn't learn from this, then that's something else. But. I'm hoping that they'll learn from yeah. this whole place. And the, the players seem to be behind him and supportive. In fact, the players seem oh, to be behind him the whole way. It is um, owners, management, um, who are evil and not necessarily the the team people themselves. Oh, it's so unfortunate. But wait a second. Wait, winning the MVP means that he won that money, right? How much did do you know how much he won? He won no. money. Good for him. Yay. I know, especially with twins coming. Holy cow. You know, another silver lining to this that um, like trying to put this in perspective and make it less awful somehow is that uh, he's not a spring chicken. He had to have been thinking about retirement um, soon, especially now not coming back to the NHL probably. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah, I agree. All right. What's, uh, we have any more apps? Yeah, he won a million dollars. Me? What? No. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you said you won a million dollars. No. Oh. Game victory is a million dollar prize. Wait, American? And then, I guess so. Dude, that's like so. two million dollars Canadian. Good on you. That's Well, that's what the um, their team won. Oh. The MVP prize was a truck, which is still oh. not bad, a pickup truck. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which is a very Nashville prize. It is the most Nashville prize ever. <laughs> In, I mean, I bet Willie Nelson is in the back of it. <laughs> That's the only thing that could make it more country. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got, shall we? All right, Laura, who do you recommend to follow on Twitter for hockey news? Can I just say how weird it is when people say my name? Um, because because uh, I'm used to being known as LM on that or, or like other nicknames on it. But like someone says my name and it's almost like, oh, my God, that almost sounds they like know, they know who I they am. Know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you recommend people follow on Twitter for hockey news? Oh, oh, um, Friedman by far. He is my, yeah. he is my number one, number one, everything hockey related. I love, love, love him. I love Mackenzie. He's our grandpa. Everyone loves him. And my final choice is Strombo because I love Strombo. I, um, I followed down many YouTube wormholes and one of my favorite YouTube wormholes that I still do constantly is watching his interviews online. I love his interviews of anybody. He could interview anyone and I just think it's so uh, interesting and worthwhile listening to. So I love, I love Strombo. Oh, Strombo, Snuffleupagus as I call him. George Snuffleupagus. (laughs) 
And we'll put um, their Twitter usernames and like links to their Twitters on our Tumblr, so you can go there. And we click will. And those dudes. And this time we'll remember and everything. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. I got. I got you. <laughs> All right. Um, out of all the players that have left the Pens the past few years, whether by trade or free agency, who's the one player you would bring back? Jordan Stahl, faux show. I love the three-center model. I know it didn't do super well. I mean, they won a cup once, but other than that, it kind of failed to live up to what everybody thought it was going to be. The Pens are always so good on paper and not great in practice, um, but I feel like they did better with the three-center model than they have since Stahl has gone, mm-hmm. so I would want him back. I think that's a great choice. Uh, Plus, every team needs a sod farmer. Yes. Oh my god. Everyone <laughs> needs a. Everyone needs a stall. <laughs> totally. Oh my god. I I um I would have gone. I I was leaning between uh, Jordan Stahl, but then I said, you know what? I took an advice from Gabby and I said, snap out of it, and he laughed. And <laughs> the reason that I said that was because I have to stop living in the past. And or stop. I think the pens in general have to stop trying to recreate the past and move yeah. on to the future. And what would have been really nice was if we had not traded it all away. Oh, Shiro, that yeah, would true. have been nice. So I would take back, even though he's not responsible for this one. I would take back Casper, um, which I know is not his name, but I can't pronounce his name. It sounds like Casper, though. Casper Nye. That's him. Yeah, that one. That one. That's the I one. Would, I would totally take him. Not only because he has luscious looking lips, and I think that a lush <laughs> lip line with Sid would have been quite interesting. <laughs> um, but also because I think we need some young blood on that team, and we are severely lacking in it. And uh, and if I was going to bring something back, I would bring that back to us. So that and we he had such a good future. romance with Olimata. And we yes. trade all our bromances. We do, we do, and so, uh, and he had a great uh, world uh, championship. Yeah, he actually really, really did. Did they win? They won the gold, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, that would Good have choice. been that would have been nice. So I go. I'm going with him. All right. The next one has four exclamation points after your name. So oh. Laura. Oh. If you were forced to marry Claude Giroux or Milan Lucic. Who would you marry and why? And why is Claude the right answer? And yes, you have to choose this time. No <laughs> golfing for you. All right, listener. You're evil. We, know. we, we know already you know are. that we already know that you're evil. Yeah. And um and you think that you can outsmart me by making me answer, by forcing me to give an answer? I will answer. And I will still not answer at the same time. <laughs> So there. And you know what I choose? I'm going to choose Luchit. And you want to know why? Because I can marry him and then very quickly arrange to him be, for him to be run over by some kind of truck or something. Therefore, I, putting him in a coma and leaving me in control of his bank account. So there, I outsmarted you yet again. I will marry him. I just won't spend any time with him whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't kill him. Just so, just so you know, he's still alive. He's just never coming out of that coma. Maybe. No, probably never. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I doubt it. I Fair doubt enough. It. Hey, that might actually be the only reason to get married <laughs> that I have ever heard that I'm kind of... Wait, is he Canadian? Because my other reason to get married is a green card if I needed one. But Milan Lucic? Oh, he's Canadian, isn't he? Okay, well then. All right. Then um, stealing all his money. I mean, I'm more than capable of making it on my own. But since I'm being forced to choose between craps and civilists... 
<laughs> I might as well, um, you know, I might as well get something out of it other than crabs and syphilis. So there you go. That's there. All right. Um, do you have any tattoos? If so, what are they? And if you don't, what would you get? I have two tattoos. Um, I have a lion uh, taking up my whole chest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I have a face tattoo <laughs> of someone else's face. Um, I have an A on my back, and then I have a star on my foot. Not very exciting. That sounds uh, that sounds good. I, I mean, they're small and unoffensive. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero tattoos because I am, um, I have commitment issues. I'm never getting, I'm never getting married. I have a job where I don't stay in the same, uh, country for more than like three days. And I don't ever see the, the same client more than three days. I have serious, deep rooted commitment issues. And maybe you should not get a beagle. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, but maybe the beagle will save me, like in a, like in a Keanu Reeves movie, but where the That's beagle like doesn't die. The people die. that are like, oh, our relationship is failing. Let's have a baby. No, because then you'd have to be in a relationship where you were married to somebody and looking to save it. I can auto-destruct a relationship all on my own, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm more than capable of never thinking that they're going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that's a gift that I have. Now, um, yeah, no, I could never commit to... Something that would be on my body forever. I just keep thinking whatever, whenever the thought even enters my mind, which I have to say doesn't all that often. I just kept, th I just keep thinking, how would this look on Betty White? And if the answer is not good, then <laughs> I mean, because we'll all be Betty White. I mean, not nearly as cool, but we will all be Betty White one of these days. And um, and it's absurd thinking that we won't. So I mean, I get I look at Angelina Jolie, and I just think. Man, that's not going to look the same when you're 70 or something. So, so no, I just have too many commitment issues. I mean, and even then, how could I ever pick something that's supposed to be the one thing that you want to look at forever? Um, I can't. I can't do it. It's like a phobia. <laughs> I can't. I can't right. do it. Oh, you know what? Maybe if I was going to, it would be my passwords. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Because, like, at least that way it's practical. But then you can never change them, which, let's be honest, who really changes their passwords? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> All right. All right, then. So apparently a listener learned from their mistake with your Claude Giroux or Milan Lucic question mm -hmm. because they have added new caveats with mine. Amanda, you have to marry a Philadelphia flyer. And no, hell is not an option. Who would you choose to sin with? Excuse me. I mean, Mary off this Flyers roster. Yes, you have to answer this. Yes, they have to be alive. They can't be unconscious or magically disappear after your wedding. Oh. Thanks, Laura. Um, you have to marry a Flyer and not kill them. Sorry. Who would you choose and why? Don't blame me for outsmarting listener once again. I feel like this is the plot of Romeo and Juliet and the Flyers are Paris and I'm Juliet. Yes. And I would rather just die. <laughs> Um, so me dying is not um, one of your options. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I will play along. I'm no one like, said you couldn't be in a coma. That's what I'm saying. I would just Juliet it and kill myself. Well, um, or pretend to kill myself. Um, and then run away. But I think I would actually choose Michael Neuber. Uh, he's not super evil. He hasn't been on the Flyers that long. Um, 
semi-cute. He kind of looks like Jimmy Fallon, like a less cute Jimmy Fallon <laughs> and like a less talented Jimmy Fallon. Um, and he's goalie. He never plays. So he'd probably get traded soon. It's fine. Um, the yeah. other one I thought about was Wayne Simmons. Cause oh, I actually yeah. really like him as a person. He's a good dude. Um, but he's kind of a pain in the ass. So I think I would choose Michael Neuer. He is also Russian and probably has a snow car. He might, yeah. That would be so, super handy. There, I'm just giving you like a, a another pro to and make it not so Gino. <laughs> I can have an affair. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she didn't say you had to stay married. Again, I'm the I'm the I'm the world's best loophole person. No one said you had to yes. stay married. She said you'd be married, right? Yeah, and we clearly don't believe in the sanctity of marriage anyway, so who yeah, cares? Exactly. You could uh, get that nullified. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, last question. Hello from Finland. Hello, listener. Our, finish is, our, our listeners finish. I know. I like it. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the things we ignore about the athletes we like. I think everyone ignores some things in order to enjoy their favorite athlete to some extent, since no one is perfect. But I've been struggling a bit since my favorite athlete has become more openly approving of Russian President Vladimir Putin. I guess I'm struggling because this isn't really a little thing I'm ignoring, but rather rather a truly awful man responsible for some truly heinous acts. I was able to look past it more easily before because he wasn't out there with his support as much. Maybe wrongly I allowed myself to assume that he had to do it because it's just the way it is in Russia. Um, but recently he's been hanging out with Putin and wearing a shirt with his picture on it. There was a picture of Gino wearing the same shirt, which was what made me think you might relate. Anyways, I guess I'm just wondering if this is something other people struggle with too. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Malkin has a lot of like <laughs> views that are a little troublesome for me. Um, but I also understand where he's coming from with them. And with the Putin thing, I think, I don't know who your favorite player is, you didn't really say. Um, but I feel like with Russian players, the more famous they get, the more vocal they have to be about their supporting Russian government um, and Putin specifically. Um, because they become like an international mouthpiece, the more famous that they get. And I don't necessarily believe that Malkin likes Putin and likes his politics as much as he says he does. Um, nor do I think he likes a lot of things about Russia as much as he says he does because he needs to, it's been proven that when he doesn't play the game, he has trouble getting visas for family members, um, that kind of thing. Also the t-shirts with Putin, um, from my understanding, especially when, um, Gino did it with a bunch of his friends, uh, like a year or two ago, it's been a while. Um, there was some kind of like Russian meme, those t-shirts were like a, some kind of political, um, statement about them invading, which I can't even remember. I think it was Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the t-shirts for like, we're the good guys or something. And it was kind of like a play, like making fun of the Russian government a little bit. Um, and everybody kind of got a little crap for that. Um, so I guess it depends if you take the shirt as serious or him trying to, rebel and make fun because Putin has actually like banned all memes that have to do with him in Russia. Um, so you're not allowed to have any kind of Putin memes in Russia. Um, so if he's wearing a shirt like that, that may be a subtle rebellion, but I don't know. It's so, it's just so complicated, really the government and Putin and all the things he's done or we think he's done and the politics that the athletes from Russia have to 
endure in order to be public figures and be welcome in the country basically and be able to see their families and that kind of thing. So it's kind of a really slippery slope and hard, but I would just say take everything with a lot of salt. You know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors or what he really believes and nobody's perfect, but you know, it's hard to believe that he's probably buying in as much as it looks like he is. I would say. I, I agree with you. I think it's um, it's a lot easier to have these kinds of stances and to be outraged when you live in countries where you're allowed to do that without any repercussions at all. And unfortunately, I don't think that Russians are, especially Russians who are notable and uh, famous, uh, where there are serious consequences for what it is that you choose to say. And is it really worth the trouble to you and your family um, over something like that. I mean, it's, again, it's, uh, I don't know what I would do if I was in a similar position. Um, I don't know what I, I know what I would do. I know family first, most people kind of think that, right? And so you, I don't know, it's a hard position to kind of be put in. I think problematic athletes or people that you are, I just think we're so quick to judge people that we don't really know and that we do it on snippets of things that we hear on media or online. And here's my advice when it comes to stuff like that. I think that if you would be willing for someone to look at your life and take bits and pieces of it and then to judge you um, third hand on what they hear for things like that, and when you think of all of the mistakes that you've made in your life and all the things and all of the ways that you've grown and changed your mind when you, as you've gotten older, if you're okay with someone um, judging you on those snippets, then you're holding your someone else to the same standards in which you hold yourself. But if you don't, then we really are kind of taking someone, especially in some cases, people who are growing, they're still trying to figure out who it is that they are and what they think and what to say um, and the way to say it, right? Um, like language is so important and trying to figure out the right way to say something. Some people are really good at that and some people are really bad at it. I don't know. I just think that um, I would not want someone to judge me on all of the mistakes that I've made uh, in my life, but I'm not the same person I was when I made them. And I'd like to think that I'm a better person for having dealt with them. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, I, you know, uh, we're type A. I think we both said that or type C in my case, right? I'd make a list and, um, you know, on that list, all of the things that you like about this person and then all of the things that you are starting to dislike about that person. And if the scale tips in the favor that you dislike more things than you seem to like, then maybe it's time to let them go and find someone new to follow, right? Only you really know. Like, again, it's like me with the those podcasts that I listen to. I came to a point where it was like it wasn't fun anymore. Like, it just wasn't fun anymore. So why am I still listening to it? Out of habit? Yeah. You know, so it, I think only you will know. It didn't take a lot for me to jump that ship, let me tell you. But so, so yeah, I don't know. Only, only you know for sure. But, but one thing I can say is that we absolutely, I think every hockey fan, especially in the last year or so, um, has had to confront that. And you're not alone, for sure. Thank you guys so much for all the questions. We've been getting so many and we really appreciate it. So send more for next week and we're going to jump into favorite things. Yeah? Yeah. All right, my favorite this week is an app for your phone. 
Um, and it's a game. It's called Stop. And it is so addictive. <laughs> like, I've gotten, like, six notifications since we've been talking on the podcast. And I really want to just go play it right now. Um, it's basically, if you've ever played Scategories, it's like they have five categories. And you spin a wheel and you get a letter. And so for the letter, you have to come up with a word for each category. And the categories are, like, NFL teams, um, U.S. states, U.S. capitals, countries, um, capitals of countries, um, diseases, things like that. So then you have to come up with a word for every single one in a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, you can stop the timer early and force your opponent to have to go really fast. You can play friends on Facebook. You can play, um, friends just by looking up their username or you can just play random people and it's amazing. I love it. That sounds awesome. We need to play each other because that sounds right up my alley. I will. You just let me know. I'm so into it. Oh my God. Just on an off note, I I'm addicted to, wait, I'm trying to remember the name of the game. Uh, trivia crack. Oh yeah. And I thought I was pretty good at it. And then I played, uh, pucks pucks. I know you listen to this podcast listener and, uh, <laughs> Oh my God. I think she killed every person that she played with. Like, I don't even think I answered a question. That's how fast she won. It what? was obscene. It was obscene. So I'm telling you, anyone who's out there, don't play pucks. Pucks and chucks, or chucks with pucks. I can't remember what it is, but don't play her, because I'm telling you, you'll be humiliated. And that's not That cool. just makes me want to play her. You need to. I mean, I'll set it up. Yeah. I will set it up. But right. um, study it beforehand, because I'm telling you, it was not cool. Right. I, I took it too casually, and then by then it was over, and I had... <laughs> It was awful. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing this week, I'm going back to the makeup route because I have to say I'm not, um, I love so many things, but I'm usually obsessed with something and I'm not obsessed with something completely this week, but I will fall back to one of my um, safeguards. One of the things that like during the winter, especially is one of the things I always use. It's um, NARS again, the makeup brand NARS, and it's called a multi stick. And they have a multi-stick, it's a matte one called Louse. Not Louse like you're a louse, L-O-U-S-E. Louse like the country, L-A-O-S. And I'm going to put a picture of it online. And it is just, a, makes you look undead in the wintertime when you haven't seen the sun in so long. And it's just such a great color. And it's pretty pigmented, so it lasts um quite a bit and uh and I don't think it's like a super popular one I have a lot of the I have a lot of NARS products and uh and I love all of their multi-sticks uh but I think this one isn't as well known and so I wanted to go with something that was a little bit different and when you see the picture online you'll kind of see uh, it's really true to the color that it shows on the girl Olivia Palermo who's on the um picture that I'm going to be posting and I highly recommend it you can use it um as a lipstick too it's a really great color and so that is my favorite thing this week. Nice. Okay. All right, hit us with some George Bush wisdom. I got a George Bushism here, and um, yeah, it seems like a fitting way to end this podcast uh, since there was so many disasters that seemed to happen this week. Um, so this one was his quote is, "And I unfortunately have been to have been to too many disasters as president." <laughs> yeah there's a yep. reason for that george yeah it does seem like there were a lot while you were president all right hint, you are hint. the main one yeah hmm. <laughs> what would be the common denominator 
<laughs> amongst all that. <laughs> Anyways, so we'll leave it on on that note. And uh, yeah, so I think that's uh, check check out the Tumblr for all the favorite things and the Twitter uh, recommendations and all the good stuff that you heard this week. And come back next week. Yeah, send us some more asks because uh, we love. We love getting them and uh, and thinking them through. And uh, good luck with all the advice. We hope we help you. So, yeah, absolutely. Talk to you guys or all listen right. to you guys or whatever next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.